tonight. With... I think we're going to be blessed again in 2022. Yeah, I do too. I'm putting it out there in the universe anyway. But I also, because I have a business plan, my destiny is assured. <laughs> All right, welcome to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. As always with me, Mr. John Jones. I'm Brian. What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing good. All right, so we are in part two of our series on business planning. So thanks for uh, checking us out again. And hey, by the way, for everybody watching and uh, subscribing and liking every week, John and I want to say, hey, appreciate your time. thousands, yes. Thank you. And uh, our goal is just to add massive value to you. So thank you for the opportunity to do that. So John, in the last podcast, we talked about why we should do business planning. And in this one, we're going to dig in a whole lot more into how. And um, we've got kind of like a cool little business success tracker that we've put together Mm -hmm. um, that we think is a pretty cool tool. So we're going to share a little bit of that with you. And I want to let you know, if you want access to this, we're going to provide access to it in the description of this YouTube video. So make sure you go check us out on YouTube because I know a lot of people watch us on a lot of different other platforms, but the link to be able to get this will only be on the YouTube description. All right? Fair enough. You ready to kick this thing off? Let's go. All right. 2022, here we come. Dude, it's right around the corner. (laughs) First thing is like, let's take a look at this business success tracker and just share with people how easy it is to fill it out. Okay. We'll just do one cell or one, one activity and then um, we'll ride it, roll right into there to like, we've kind of already have one made out and we'll go through what are some of the activities. Now here, here's what I wanna tell you. Whether you're brand new to the business or whether you've been doing this for 25 years, we're gonna talk about some activities that you could do in your business that'll help you with it. Here's the one caveat I wanna give. This business success tracker gives you the opportunity to identify 15 activities and a goal for each activity. Don't be intimidated by that. And what I mean is, hey, listen, if it's if you only need to do three things really well for you to be successful, just do the three things. Like, don't get overwhelmed by I have to fill in every All single 15. blank. <laughs> so like, if you're a C or a D on the disc profile, I understand your desire to wanna fill in every blank. Go ahead and do that, I guess. But for the Ds and Is in the group, like if you just focus on three or four things, you're gonna be okay. Yep. So let's just look at the first one. And, and I think you know whether you're brand new to the business or where you've been in the business a long time, we're always looking to grow our business through the addition of referral partners. So John, what are some things that we can do? Where can we get in front of new referral partners? I think we'd start with uh, realtor open houses and broker open. Okay. You know, good old traditional you know, go-to method for us that have been in the business, you know, 20 plus years. Um, I know during COVID, some of that went away in this hot market, but I do think in yeah. 2022, we're starting to see a lot of that open back up. Yeah, 100% for sure. I, I tell the story all the time, like this is how I built my database as a rookie, you know, and where I and live, yeah. you know, where I live, we did broker opens every Tuesday from 11 to one. I think in all of the years that I originated, I might've missed three weeks of doing that on a Tuesday. That's how a regular part of my business this was. And then, when I was a rookie, I went out every Saturday and Sunday until I had built my database to the point where I could say, okay, I'm only going to go Saturday or Sunday, and then right. built it to a point where, okay, I'm only going to go one Saturday or one Sunday a month. So for you, I lay all that out. Go ahead. Because we need to track how often we're going to do and, this. All yep. of these activities, as you touched on at the beginning of this, we can have three or four, five different activities that are going to drive our referrals. We just have to know and figure out how many times a week I need to be doing each one of those activities. Yep. 
And so on this tracker, I filled in the first one, realtor open houses and broker opens. The next thing is for you to put in a goal. So I kind of just set up for you like how I went about determining how many that was, right? Based on the size of my database at the time. So let's say that you're that rookie and you're gonna go do those broker opens every Tuesday. If you did that every week and you met two or three new agents, that's probably 12 people plus whoever you meet on the weekend. Let's, let's call that 16, right? But if you're a seasoned vet and you've already got a great database, you know that may only be four a month. You're, right. tr you're just trying to pick up one a week, right? And then what's cool about this tracker is it is a tracker. You go through and you track what you actually did. So you know, the first column is what the activity was. The second uh, cell was what your goal is. And then the next cell, if you see here from the January's week, weeks one through four, I know there's not five weeks in January, but you would just put in how many you did for that week specific week. week and boom, it totals up. Hey, your goal was 16. You did 14 right now. One of the things I always coach too, John, when I'm coaching is just because you didn't accomplish a goal last month doesn't mean like you restart at zero. So if your goal truly is to do 16 of these a month and you only did 14, guess what your goal is next month? 18. It's 18, right? You don't just erase it and like, hey, I didn't hit it, right? Yeah, I think the point is don't let it become overwhelming either. I mean, if you do have a month where for, for, for whatever reason, right, you get you get um, caught up in a pipeline situation and you you know you forget two weeks worth yeah. of the, that activity get back on track i mean that's number one get yeah. back on track try to make it up if you can or able to if not don't let it just go away it's kind of like a diet yeah and so what john and i want to do real quick is we are actually going to fill out this whole thing we're going to give you 15 things that you can do hey by the way there's about 100 things that you could do we're just going to give you 15 um, so don't get caught up on hey these are the only activities that you could do to support your mortgage business there's a ton of other ones um, these are just some of the favorite ones that, that we've picked out. So, uh, John, what do we got next? Let's go with some realtor events. Okay. So by realtor event, you're talking like, hey, let's get plugged into maybe the, the realtor association, association in your market. Yep. Um, maybe like a women's council of realtors, NAR rep, something like that. Yep. The idea is with both the broker opens and the realtor events is you're just putting yourself in a position to be where real estate agents are, right? That's, that's the first step. I've got to meet people. So then I can get them in my database and I can create a follow-up plan. Yeah. And I mean, th think again, 2022, I think people are starting to look to get in front of people again. Mm -hmm. We're going to hopefully bye-bye Zoom and get into the back into the normal 2019. Yeah. As you say COVID, I'm like, I'm sitting a little close to you. Uh, come on over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you're right. So like on this business success target that we filled out, the second um, column, we put realtor events. And in this case, I just put two. Hey, and by the way, don't get hung up on the goals we wrote down. I, I feel like they are kind of accurate, but it depends on the level of business that you have too, and how much time that you have. Right. Right. Yep. Um, and then, and then, hey, what do you? What after you meet all these people, what is something you got? I mean, do? you've got to friend them on Facebook, right? Social media. Yeah. I mean, you've got to take, um, you know, offline, online, online, offline. Yep. So you certainly want to reach out and get, you know, become friends with them like comment and share and, and start that relationship yeah yeah ab absolutely and i think that you know it's one of those things that we always feel like we're doing but if we're not tracking that we're actually doing it we don't really know you know what we're doing yeah you know? and the good news is realtors do want to become your friend yeah um, you know if anybody's in sales you're looking you know they you sell more by knowing more people touching more people so they're not going to deny your friendship i mean yeah. you're in this we're in the same industry i mean you find you know, basically anybody in our industry, we all, we all want to get along and, and collaborate together. Yeah. 
And so I think the other thing that we've got to take a look at, too, is, you know, the whole reason that we're doing these events is to meet new people. There's a disconnect sometimes. And that disconnect is I went to this event. I met these people. You got their business card and it's like probably just thrown in a desk drawer somewhere. Right. So. Next, we probably have on the list is maybe do uh, the follow-up or a drinking thing, <laughs> right? obviously, I mean, yeah. So what you're really wanting to do, instead of just throwing a bunch of business cards in that drawer, is you need to get them into your CRM program. You need to get them into your database, right? right. And in a real simple way, like one of the things, I, obviously you can tell I love tracking by what we're talking about, but I also love to be able to not have to worry about whether I'm doing something. So what I love about drip campaigns, and by the way, we've done a couple of podcasts on drip campaigns, is they're really just reminders. Like, don't let the drip campaign replace you You. picking up the phone and making a phone call or sending a text message or whatever. They should, as well as being automated, also just be reminders for you to touch your database however often that you want. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think that leads us right into the next one after we set them up on the drip campaign is you know, the real to one to ones. I mean, I mean, again, I think, you know, we're moving back into a time where this is going to become a belly to belly business again. Right. And, and we've spent really the last two years living in a virtual world, doing zooms, yeah. only engaged maybe on social media, whatever it is. I, I, this is still, and in my opinion, will always be a belly to belly business. Right. Agreed. And so yep. again, you went, to the trouble of meeting all of these people someplace, you put together a plan to follow up with them. And part of that follow-up should be you trying to get a one-on-one with them, right? If you if you truly want to sit down with an agent and earn their business, you've got to show them the value in doing business with you and the company that you work for, right? And excuse me, I say all the time, like if you're leading with, we got great rates, we got great products and we close loans fast, you're not having any different conversation than any loan originator who sat down at that Panera Bread before you has had. So your, your goal should be able to sit down with these realtors or referral partners and have conversations with them about things that are unique to how you do business. Agreed. What, and give us a couple of those things. What do you think they are? Um, well, I think every company is a little bit different. Yeah. And so I think you need to have that list for you and you need to have that list like why Van Dyke would be mine and why mm-hmm. Brian Lovell. Um, you know, why Brian Lovell was, hey, I work when you work. So, you know, I used to tell agents all the time. 24-7. You know, if you if you call me in the evenings or you call me at night, or I'm sorry, those are the same thing, or you call me on the weekends, I'm going to answer the phone. It may be to say, hey, I'm walking into a movie with my family. Can I call you back in two hours? But you're never going to worry about, hey, when is Brian calling me back? So, like, I would sit down and have a conversation and say, hey, I return all my phone calls within an hour. And if I'm not able to return a phone call within an hour, my voicemail will say that so that you'll know when to expect a return phone call from me. And a tip there, if you're tracking your realtors and, and, and maybe when you save somebody in your phone, make sure you have them saved, is maybe put realtor mm-hmm. Brian Lovell. Yeah, there you go. And that way when that phone rings, you know who's calling in. Yep. Yeah, you don't yep. forget that person. You know, I, I think um, you know, you're talking about, hey, why your company, you know, every company hopefully has some tools and resources that you can plug into that provide some unique value adds for your referral partners. But obviously, we've—that's we, our secret sauce. Yes. Right. Yep. How about non-realtor networking? Okay, so we're talking things like business-to-business networking, like a like BNI. BNI Group. Yeah. Okay. Rotary. 
Yeah, Rotary, Kiwanis, Kiwanis, some service organizations, Chamber Chamber of Commerce. Commerce. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think, you know, this is where we start to get a little bit diverse, right? So in other words, like, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket because, well, stuff happens, right? And if you, like, let's say as an example, if you're a real estate agent and you had all your eggs in the FISBO basket, right now you're probably feeling a little bit of hurt. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably, right. And so you need to have multiple pillars of your business. Business to business networking is a pillar, right? And, you know, I talked about, and we'll, we'll go. I mean, percentage-wise, a pretty big pillar. I mean, you know, when we interview or we've had people on our podcast, those that yeah. have been in the business many years, successful, even some rookie LOs, yeah. we're finding out, you know, we had a rookie LO that's getting 70 to 80% of their, yeah. their uh, new leads through that. From, from networking. B&I group yeah. um, or, you know, partner network group. Um, you know, the existing loan officers w- that we've had on the, on the show before, I think it's about 25, 30% yeah, of their, their think, clients come from you know, that I, type of source. I think we see about 20%. And, and I want to, while we're kind of segueing into the next activity is, I think we got to be clear, networking is not just about showing up at the networking meeting. Again, this is a belly-to-belly business. You have a great example of it. Right, and yeah, I do. You know, I, I talk about this all the time. My first year in B&I, I didn't close a single deal from B&I. So I outlaid however much finances and however much time and at the end of the year, I'm looking at the ROI on this thing and going, this is garbage. So, so what you found out is you need to schedule your one-to-ones, boom, right, boom. from those When I changed groups. that behavior, which is the next activity on here, when I changed that behavior, I started getting referrals, and I had the same experience that those who have come before me have had. It was actually, it was probably my single largest referral source at the end of the day. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. What else we got, Johnny? Um. You know, following up with past clients through your database. Are we talking about yeah, you how, know, do you, I, how do you manage and work your database? The crazy thing about that is I think that was a real fail-forward moment for a lot of people in 2020, 2021, right? And what I mean by that is like you Who had – that opportunity was going to be had, there? Yes, <laughs> you, you had this massive database of past clients that you were never touching, that you were never calling, that you were never doing anything with. And then you're like – Good golly, oh, rates, rates are low. <laughs> rates are low. Maybe I should start calling these people. You know, I, I think here's idea. you know here's what I learned through that period of time is that, you know, we've always prided, proud, been proud or taken pride in ourselves of being a purchase money lender, and it was almost like we would brag, oh, we do eighty five percent purchase money. Well, today I realize that that's pretty stupid. Um, you know, you've got to have a mix of purchase and refi. I don't think it's fifty fifty. I think it's more like 70-30. 70-30 is, is yeah, about the magic you know, number. Is, and is, and we, we kind of st- found that out before COVID, right? I mean, we were talking to a lot of people that said that that should be your blend of business. But yeah. again, like you said, I think you pride yourself being in this business, working with real estate community. Yeah. It's, that's what we do. I mean, we, we're, we're chasing that next deal, that next, that next purchase deal, yeah. and not necessarily. And we made that mistake many times. When I originated, you know, people would come to me. I didn't know you refinanced. Yeah, I mean, doesn't that drive me nuts? That doesn't drive me nuts. It just, I mean, it goes back to say whether rates are high or low or whatever it is, it doesn't matter what their rates are. It should be about 30% of your business. And that's 100% going to be driven by your by your past client database. And so, you know, the next activity we have on here, the next couple are kind of focused on that is, hey, how many touches are you going to make to your database a month? You know, is it, is that loan anniversary calls? Is that check-in calls? You know, what does that look like? But you should be reaching out. Whether you think that you have a product to offer them, you should be staying in front of them. 
Because the other thing is they, they might have somebody they'd be willing to refer to you. Hey, you know what? My buddy yeah. from work was thinking about you know, refinancing or buying a property. The second one there is um, we've seen a lot of people having success with this lately, and that's sending out postcards. postcards. Yep. You know, a postcard has a 100% open rate. 98, I thought. Yeah, well, you know, more than more than an envelope, <laughs> right? Certainly more than an envelope. But um, a postcard to somebody that you've done business with—what a great idea! Who yeah. would have thought that that yeah. would have success? Inexpensive too. Yeah, I mean, very inexpensive. Yeah, even including postcards, very inexpensive. But now, the point is, on the postcards, the success that the yellows have had with sending those out—they've sent the same postcard out multiple times, and each time, they get a couple, three deals out. Yeah. Of. So I mean, it's it's. It sometimes takes to you know a trigger three or four times looking at something and going I better yeah. call Brian and and maybe look at you know saving some money. Yeah, well I mean right now we're probably seeing people send out postcards that are specific to, hey do you uh, need to finance Christmas or you know I don't know Santa's coming. You know Santa's coming something like that take some cash out pay off some credit card but whatever it is. Yeah, rates are still low. Right, there's probably some solutions there. Here let's talk about a little bit of diversity in this business plan too. We've talked about specifically real estate agents. We've talked about networking outside of real estate. Let's throw in the financial plan. Let's throw those in, right? Yeah, CPAs. And so, listen, I think that there's a lot of different avenues to this business. We know people who've been successful with CPAs, financial planners, divorce attorneys. There's a number of different roads you can go down. Um, you know, pick one, pick two, however many you want. But again, I think we talked about, hey, if you're an agent and you put like all your eggs in one basket, you're the you're same thing with an LO. If you put all your eggs in one basket, you know, something happens in the market and you're going to you're going to shift. Why not already have that shift, you know, kind of in place? Yeah. And what's it look like for the financial planner? I mean, if we meet we're meeting with clients that we would say probably nine out of 10 people. Right. They come to us, especially, yeah. you know, the younger folks. They don't ha they're not working with somebody. Yeah. They don't have anybody they can call. They're not, they're not planning for their future, their retirement, the children going to college. It's um, it's something that we can definitely exchange and trade business. You know, in most good financial planners, what's the first thing they want their client to do? They they, they probably want them to own a home. Yeah, you know, well, dude, listen. I mean, that's it's know, a true it's a story. Checklist. A little over a month ago, I meet with my I go meet with my financial planner. I have let's call it less than twelve years left on paying on my mortgage being paid off. Sure. He tried to convince me to do a cash out refinance into a thirty year. To invest. So that I could reinvest that money. Yeah. I was like, I don't know that if that makes complete, at least for me, you know, it might for other people. But at the time for me, I did the math with him, by the way. Yep. And it didn't make sense for me. But I'm just saying like that was he he was looking for avenues to help me figure out how to invest more in my retirement. Right. And that was one of the things he wanted take to take care into. of your retirement, taking taking care of your children's education, all that stuff, um, you know, whatever that that need is. And of course, paying down that high interest debt that yeah. you probably have. Yep. So there's opportunity there. Hey, I'll tell you, we'll just kind of bounce around a little bit. Well, this is one of my favorite things to do is the, is the next thing we're going to talk about. But when I was uh, originating, I used to do what I called a Friday call. And it was just a it was just a check-in. It was something like, you know, hey, John, Brian Lovell over at Van Dyke Mortgage. Hope you've had an amazing week. Hey, listen, reason for my call, just want to let you know I'm going to be available this weekend. So in the event that you have any general home loan financing questions, or you got a buyer you'd like me to take a look at, don't hesitate to give me a call because I work when you work. Make it a great weekend. I, if I called 15 people on a Friday, I might have talked to two. 13 of them sent me to voicemail, right? And sometimes I would get callbacks. And it was, listen, it was a reason to make a touch and say, hey, Brian Lovell is out there if you need him. And on occasion, listen, I took a lot of calls on the weekends, but on occasion, I would get a call from an agent who wasn't doing business with me 
that couldn't get a hold of their person. And they called me and I got a deal out of it. Yeah, I mean, the important thing is that, that you're hustling, right? You're out there showing yeah. your agent, your real estate community. They work, I would say, 75% of their, their week is weekends, right? They're showing property. Mm -hmm. they're, they're holding open houses. And um, whether or not they need you or not, they want to know that their partner is available in case they have that question that comes up. And absolutely, that's a great thing to do. If you leave a voicemail now, go ahead and follow up with a text. You know, yeah. have, a, have, a, have a text out there, you know, maybe even... Let's jump right over into the video. We talked about vlogging, or you know, get, you know, shoot a quick little video that you're available and share that with the yeah. agents as well. But let them see your face. Let them know that you're out there. You know, you know, around ready to take a call. Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea too. Yeah, whether it's a phone call, a text message. I, I love the video message idea. Yeah. Right. Just uh, you know, instead of sending a text message, you send a video text. You know, yep. of whatever it is that you have to say. Yep. That's pretty cool too. What else you got? Uh, I think, you know, we hit, we started hitting on social media at the beginning of this conversation, and we wanted to make sure that you were That were was connecting. specifically connecting right. to, you know, you need to connect to your realtors. You need to connect to, really, your sphere, yep. anybody, financial planners, CPAs, but anybody you're trying to engage business with and or be friends with. Um, but then we talk about social media strategies to where you're going to post and how often. Yeah. You know, what that looks like. And, and so I think, you know, again, this is all about having a plan. So... If you're going to be active in social media, go ahead and put a plan together. I'm going to make X amount of posts a day, right? And so I think I used some math on this. I put 60 posts a month. Ooh, that's a lot. Um, but I believe that was three posts a day for five days in a week. That's 15 posts a week. Multiply that by that four weeks right. in a month. Yeah, that's 60. I killed that, that one, was by the nailed. way. I nailed that one. Um, you know, and, and to take it a step further, I mean, I do the same thing. And I've, I, I put some of this not just on my tracker that I have and use. But on my calendar, I mean, I happen to use Outlook, whatever it is that you use daily to plan out your week. I mean, post it in there, post a time. I, I Personally, I have a 9.30, a 12.30, a 3.30, and then a 7 to 8 o'clock at night. Wow, look that at you. I don't always hit all four, but I'm trying. Oh, good for you, dude. You know, I mean, I'm, it's there, it's calendared, and as I know you like that. <laughs> yeah, you're baiting me. I see a ding, I'm you're sitting there, I'm like, God. <laughs> Yeah. All right, what am I coming up I mean, with? So, right. I mean, here's the thing. You brought up the calendar, right? And the reality is, is if you want to make this work, you've got to get it on the any of this stuff. You've got to get it on the calendar because here's the thing is like you put this on paper. These are the things that I'm going to do and you never put together a plan to do it. Chances are you're never going to do any of this stuff. And like, I listen, I have just a wee bit of anxiety sometimes. And I'm like, the only way that I can not have anxiety that I'm going to miss out on something is getting it on my calendar. I use my calendar as much as a to-do list do. as I do an appointment keeper, right? Yeah. And that's so that you can make sure all of these things that you've got outlined out to do, you actually do. And hey, by the way too, when you put them on your calendar, it's an automatic, like you're blocking off or protecting that time from something else, activity. you know, yeah. taking that activity. So I, I, I think that's hugely important. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's kind of wrap it up here with a couple of things that are Maybe not every type of month things, but uh, we put on here uh, some lunch and learns, mm -hmm. right? And so I think that we're rolling into a time in 2022 where putting on your own events is going to be very important. And the reason we're seeing that is we're seeing folks go to, by the way, some of these realtor events that we talked about, our networking events, and the affiliates outnumber the people you're trying to earn referrals from like two to one. So you might have but you might have like 15 agents at an event, but you've got 30 LOs, title companies, home inspectors, you know, 
name it, right, are trying to earn business from all of those people. How about putting on your own event where you're looking for a way to add value to somebody, but you're the only person there that's trying to gain influence with them and, and earn referrals. So yeah. Lunch and Learns is a great way to do that. Even if, an, even if a real estate office won't allow you in to do a Lunch and Learn, do one in your office, right? Or, or go do one in like a Regis office space that's got a conference room that you can rent. Or, uh, you know, a lot of times some of these smaller hotels like, you know, uh, uh, a Holiday Inn Express or a Hampton Inn or something like that, they might have a conference room you can rent bucks, yeah. for a couple hundred bucks. You know, put on your own event and, and uh, have people come out. And then uh, the other thing is we put on I mean, here. just talking about events, and I know this is over the last year, year and a half with COVID. I mean, things, things are drastically different. Um, the real estate market about a year ago just absolutely took off, right? So it changed how we get in front of realtors, right? They don't necessarily have to do broker opens, not at all, right? They don't have to spend, uh, they don't have to put a sign up in a yard. But a as you start talking about some of this stuff, these activities, I do think that in three to six months, the market's going to shift again. It mm -hmm. always does. It's not always going to be a, th this is the strongest seller's market we've ever seen. I've been doing this almost 30 years. Mm -hmm. It's never been this smoking hot, Yeah, leaning all the way to the seller side. So getting in front of realtors, again, it, these might not seem super important right now, but come May or June, I, I do think you're going to see a shift back to some normalcy. <coughs> John, what I, here's what I love about what you just said. Um, the, the pivot and shift thing. I, there I mean, was a, so there even was though when you mentioned the events, I, I just think that, you know, continue to do them. Um, you know, and sometimes those smaller venues, you know, you get in front of five agents instead of 50, it can bring just as much value because how many yeah. can you really truly get in front of at the event? Yeah, so my idea with the, with the whole pivot thing you mentioned is there used to be a time when we set a business plan like this, and this is our business plan for the whole year, right? Well, the reality is, you should be looking at this thing seasonally, quarterly, pretty quarterly, yeah. right? And and by the way, like the the what I love about the tracking of it is it's gonna hey I did a ton of that and it didn't bear fruit, maybe I need to take that off of my business plan, or hey I did a ton of that it bore a lot of fruit, maybe I should double down on that one. But you wouldn't know how to make those shifts in your business if you weren't actually tracking what you're doing. And then the other thing that it does by having it written down on paper is it's like a GPS. Right here, listen. We have a significant, uh, some significant holidays coming up right now that are about to derail some people. That's Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? Yeah. And you're going to see people take a half a week or a full week off for both of those holidays within a five week period of time, and they're going to look back on their business and go, "Uh oh, what happened?" Well, the GPS. If we look at this as a GPS, it's going to help you get back on track, right? And yeah. so, if you don't have it written down, you don't know where you've been and you don't know where you're going, and I don't know how to get back on track. And this helps you do that. Yeah, the next six weeks, seven weeks are typically when, you know, if, if agents don't have hot buyers or hot sellers, they tend to coast right into the new year. Mm -hmm. So it does become where you've got to really be intentional if you want to start the new year off guns a blazins. Yeah. Because yep. we know how the first quarter tends to be in the mortgage mortgage market. Yep, cool. So the last couple of things here, we're running out of time, but, um, you know, host some socials. You know, do some, maybe just do some fun events. We talked about the lunch and learn. Maybe yep. you just have some cocktails or have something catered. Yes. Maybe maybe you hold like a something fun. Maybe you I hold like a it. Jenga tournament or a cornhole tournament or something like that. Invite people out, invite the family out, invite referral partners out. Just have some fun um, and create some excitement. That's a good one. And then the last one we have on here is is vlogging or social media. 
So obviously we have a video podcast, so we think that video is very important, yeah. right? And I think it is the new medium that people are going to. Um, we already know on the social media sites that video gets more hits than just written word. Yeah, a thousand percent. And I mean, right now you just touched on it again. We go back to how am I going to get in front of my referral partners? I mean, if you send a static, you know, a static post, they don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you shoot a 30 second, two minute, three minute video, they're seeing your face. So when you do see those folks at an event, you know, down the road, they're going to recognize you and come up and you're approachable. Mm -hmm. They feel like they've already met you. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, man, is there anything else we need to cover? Man, I mean, another great year in 2021. It's just been incredible. We've been blessed for two be, years in a row, and I, I think, think 2022, right? We're, I think we're going to be blessed again in 2022. Yeah, I do too. I'm putting it out there in the universe anyway, but I also, because I have a business plan, my destiny is assured. Yeah, smoke and hot market. I mean, again, you know, we, we've talked about some numbers, forecasts, predictions about re refinances going down. Uh, I don't buy into that. I think if you work your database, you guys can still continue to close 30% of your closings and fundings from your past client database. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. Listen, dude, nice, nice job. job, man. Yeah, nice job for you. Hey, so thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. Here's what I want you to know. John and I are going to make this tracker available for you in the description of this video. We are here to help you. We serve all who seek service, not just those we're in business with. So if there's anything that we can do, please know we're always here to serve. You.